Welcome to the Power Couples Rock podcast, where our mission is to build a collective community of marriages, where we encourage, inspire, and support one another in order to have masterful marriages. We're Carlos, Catherine, Chris, and Sonia. Please check us out, powercouplesrock.com, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We believe that one of the most amazing legacies we can leave in life is a great marriage. So we hope you'll listen, learn, and love the conversation. Let's power up. Hello and welcome once again to the Power Couples Rock podcast. My name is Chris and thank you so much for pressing play and listening to us, I am going to introduce my most favorite people in the universe around me on this table today, and that I cannot do this without first introducing my two most favorite people in Gwinnett County and the universe, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Carlos and Catherine Green. Hey. What's up, Power Couples Rock community? What's up? Oh, I'm excited about tonight. Yeah. I just get electric <sighs> around you guys. You guys just fire me up. I can't, I can't, I just, I'm fired up. Guys, fired we are up. so excited tonight. We and are. I cannot go without introducing my most beautiful wife, who tonight is has admitted she's just all out of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> but I love her nonetheless. Sonia, say hello to the people. Hello, power couples. <laughs> <laughs> so today we want to talk about five truths to breathe life into your marriage. Mm. And we've got uh, a conversation that I'm pretty stoked about uh, to, to get into. And this is something that the four of us uh, it did a little pregame on. But of course, in true power couples rock uh, podcast ways we we don't do too much pregame because we love the conversation yes. and, and uh, that's what that you know we don't if you pre-plan it we write it all out it's it's like boring you might as well just read it right <laughs> right we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that <laughs> but these are the five truths that we thought could breathe life into your marriage and i think to set things off as we normally do uh, i'm gonna roll this over to you carlos to uh to you know, set the table in terms of uh, scripture and uh, how this relates to uh, these five truths. I appreciate that, Chris. And again, Chris and Sonia, one of our favorite couples in the universe. <laughs> We're ready of, to start these truths. The couple. I think we're getting ticked down. We no, so you are never get ticked down. We talked about you all, talk about you guys all the time. So y'all are with us. <laughs> I love this, but I wanted to set the table for this conversation. I'm extremely stoked about having about these five truths. And when we're talking about these truths, I wanted to actually set the table with the scripture that we want to really hone in on for this particular power pod. And it comes from Proverbs three, chapter three, verses three and four, who is written by Solomon. And it says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name 
in the sight of God and man. That is such a powerful scripture. Mm. And I think that that is a truth within itself that we can actually live off of. So I want to, if you guys don't mind, I would love to be the, the one that kind of starts us off, starts us off with these five truths. Please. Is that okay? Please. Yeah, can course. we do that? Yes. Yeah, man. Sure. Okay. So for you listeners out there, if you've got a pen or take a mental note, please write these down. So this is the first one. The first truth is regarding covenant, mm. our covenant relationship that we actually have with each other. Mm. And I love this, that for me, this is the foundational truth that we have in our relationships, in our marriage is in covenant. And we understand that in the, in the covenant, we know that God actually created it. He established it and he created examples or gave us examples of the covenant. He did that with Abraham. He did it with Noah and he did it with Moses. So he provided, he provides those examples for us so that when we enter into our relationship, our marital relationships, he gives us the blueprint for what a covenant looks like and how we are to respond in a covenant relationship. So a covenant relationship is very permanent. Mm -hmm. It's not temporary. That's right. Also in a covenant relationship, we know it's, it's between two persons and not an exchange of things or stuff and things, Mm -hmm. but it's very relational. And then it's also to serve the other person, not that you would be served. And that's where when Christ said, I didn't come to be served, but I came that I could serve others and give life and give it more abundantly. Yep. So I'm extremely excited to just understand that that first truth mm-hmm. is covenant yeah. relationships or covenant. What do you, what do you guys say? I, I say like everything you just said it, 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 the way the, the sort of the, the world is happening right now is the polar opposite. Mm. It's not about how I can serve my spouse or my prospective spouse. That's right. Is, is how is this working for me? Mm -hmm. It's completely opposite. Completely opposite. Right. It's like, well, you know, like this person is the right person for me because they do this for me. They complete me. Right. And I want to be happy. Right. Right. So I'm looking for my happiness and my fulfillment out of that person. Mm -hmm. But then if you go to the other scriptures, too, if we look at Genesis 224 and we look at like Mark 10 and 7 as well. And Ephesians 5 and 31, it says for this cause to glorify God for this cause, a man shall leave his mother and father and be united to his wife. And the two shall become. What is it? One. One, one flesh there. So already that's that covenant relationship that's actually established between a man and a woman that is supposed to be permanent, relational, and just making sure that it's for the benefit of the other person in serving them. So I love that foundational first truth that we have. I need to interrupt this for a special (laughs) announcement. Um, if you want to get more into what covenant is about um, and, and sort of, you know, what Carlos is talking about, we, we did a podcast a little while ago. Yes. And if you're on your little podcast application here, you could dial it back and sort of look at, and the title of the podcast is Marriage Glue. Oh, yeah. Very popular. We talk one. very in depth about uh, covenant. And um, we've got a lot of feedback from you know, married couples about that podcast. It seems to be one of the most popular ones, but also from perspective couples who are going to be married yes. as well. 
And so uh, those of you who are longtime listeners of Power Couples Rock podcast um, or have, have listened to um, just only a few and you go back and you listen to Marriage Glue and you feel like this is some, something you want to turn someone else on who's going to get married, I think that's a great way to start with a foundation as to what covenant means. So before you get into it and everybody's all, you know, super happy and romantic and yes. everything, let's, let's, let's get that foundation, um, you know, put together there for I the, agree. covenant marriage glue. Yeah, I think that's truly has helped me to be, um, very insightful in my relationship by understanding that as the foundation and, and it takes out that selfishness mm. and you become selflessness. Mm. And so, um, I, I think it, it shifts your focus right. when you're wanting to serve. And I know in the community, I, I work for a nonprofit and I know when I'm out serving the community, I get so much more out of serving others. Mm. Then what more can I get out of it when I go into my relationship with my husband? If I can yeah. get so much out of that when I learn to serve mm-hmm. him internally as, as long as I'm, you know, having that foundation. And so I think that really gives me just uh, a clarity in where I'm going in my relationship. Baby, you've been serving me well lately. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Lately, I appreciate it. Since it's like Janet Jackson, what have you done for me lately? You served me well. Since 1991. We've got a strong covenant. Exactly. For 28 years, you've been serving it up. Thank you for the covenant. All right. So, um, so the, the, the first truth to breathe life into your marriage is covenant. Yes. And the second truth to breathe life into your marriage, Sonia, what do you got? It's connection. Connection. Oh, yeah. Covenant, um, then connection. So connection can mean several different things. Um, I think when we think about connection, we think of physical connection. We think of an emotional, mental connection. Yep. But I think the one that we want to focus on um, tonight is a spiritual connection, mm. um, which I think kind of goes hand in hand with covenant um, in that it is quite important to have a spiritual connection. Um, but there are some of you out there, I'm assuming, that could be in a situation where maybe your spouse is not spiritually where you are. So I am going to speak a little on um, things that you might be able to do if you find yourself in this situation um, that maybe you could enhance your relationship spiritually, um, but also give those of you who are in that situation maybe some, um, some hope that there's, um, there's a God out there that can turn things around for you. Yes. So um, I think the first thing that you want to do is... Um, is first understand I think that we aren't we aren't responsible for our husband for our spouse. I say husbands, but husbands and or wives, our spouses, spirituality or where they are spiritually. Um, maybe they're weaker than you are spiritually, but um, we aren't responsible for that. Um, mm. That's something that we can't. It's not our job, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that I don't think we should take on ourselves. It's something that we um, have to rely on God to do. And I think that leads into the second thing that we can do is pray. Um, And the only way that's going to happen is for God to be able to work those great things in your spouse's marriage is going to be through prayer Um, Mm. and the prayer that you do for not only um, the salvation, if if your spouse happens not to be saved, um, but 
also that you would be an example to your spouse, that everything mm-hmm. that you would do would lead your spouse to see um, who God is and um, really without saying anything um, and that they would be able to discern that that's what's happening. Yes. Um, so prayer, I think, is a big one. Um, I also think that uh, you don't want to preach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyone out there agree like, with that? Oh my God. Um, yes. You I said that five times. I get it, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, I just saw this thing, honey. I want to show it to you on YouTube. <laughs> this is how you can be a better Christian. Um, yes. Here's that whoa, book whoa, whoa, whoa. that I've yes. been wanting you to exactly, read. Um, exactly. I think it's important to not preach to our spouses um, because that only sends up defense mechanisms and makes, uh, I guess, makes it a little bit more difficult for them for, to want to see your perspective. Yeah. If all you're doing is preaching and nagging and yep. Carlos, don't they say something in the Bible about nagging wives? And nagging <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just, <laughs> I think I remember that somewhere in there, somewhere um, in there. but I think that it, it's just important for us to remember that God has this all. He, he really does, even though it may not seem like it um, all the time. Um, I think leading by example is huge. Mm. I just think that that's all you can really do mm-hmm. is to, to do what you would want your spouse to do and reflect that upon them um, instead of well, I'm going to do to you what you're doing to me is not really going to lead your spouse to want to mm-hmm. live the life you're living. Well, it's, it does it, remind me of that scripture that, you know, the basic scripture here is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so how would you actually want to be treated, even if I'm not on the same spiritual level or plane with you? Yeah. I right. still won't want, I don't want to be preached to. Yep. Absolutely. Right. I don't want you to own my spirituality Absolutely. because that is a personal relationship that I actually have with God. Right. But I'm hoping that we can connect mm-hmm. so that we can make sure that mm-hmm. we're moving our relationship forward together. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's important too not to do to them what they're doing to you. Like you don't want to reflect the negative. Mm-hmm. Well, they're being negative. So I'm going to be negative mm-hmm. because in that perspective, that's, so hard though, that's it? it's hard to not want to do that when your spouse isn't at the same place that you are yeah. spiritually. And you want that so much for them. It's hard not to, to, to interject that or project that negativity. But I think that only pushes them away. It doesn't pull them in. Right. So in those situations, I think that's a situation you wouldn't want to do um, mm-hmm. to your spouse, what maybe they're doing to you. Um, you, you want to do those things that are going to draw them closer to God. So what do you think, what do you think is, are the benefits of when a couple is connected spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally? What do you think the benefits are of that? There's, there's, there's a sense of togetherness. There's, there's not a, I think, I think of a battle. Like there, there's less of a battle going on um, within that relationship to try to get one person to where you are or to make that one person equal to, um, to, to where you are spiritually. And so there seems to be, there could be a battle there. And I think if you're on the same page and doing the same yeah. things, it brings more of a togetherness that you're not battling on a constant basis. I, I also think that because being connected spiritually is so paramount, it is so important out of these other elements of being connected, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, being connected spiritually is so important. It almost feels like you got to start there. And mm-hmm. if, and, and doing as, as Sonia's sort of talking about doing, knowing what you can affect yes. yourself 
and what you need to let God uh, work through by, you know, praying and doing, doing, knowing what you can control. Because if you think you can do it yourself, you're wrong. <laughs> you're absolutely wrong. And it's just going to lead to more frustration. And the, the frustration is going to lead to some other feelings that are just going to resentment. just sort of resentment, all those other things that are just going to be weeds and challenges in your marriage. And so it's just sort of like knowing that you need to have that spiritual foundation and, and at the same time, knowing what you can affect and what you need to let God affect in your marriage is, is super important. So I almost feel like that's like number one. Yes. And the other, the others you can work on for sure. And you should. But I feel like if you start with that one, some, it's going to make the other ones a little easier, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. So. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, and I love what Sonia was saying earlier here, uh, just about we, we are more powerful as one, as one right. instead mm-hmm. of two separate ones. So, again, I don't know why, but I, I'm loving this scripture that comes to mind now, mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes 4. 9 through 12. So I'm just challenging all of our listeners yep. to go out there and look up that scripture. It does talk about two or better than one. And then it actually talks about at the end that a three stranded cord is not easily broken. And that's where we actually incorporate God into our relationship. So I, I completely am on point with you and your connection. That's awesome stuff. So we talked about the, of the five truths to be, to breathe life into your marriage. We talked about covenant. We just talked about connection, and if I could go, go for it. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I want to go. I want to go. Please, go. please, 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 please. Okay, Chris. Okay. Okay. Community. And you know, we we've talked about community before, and um, you know, we're going to talk about it again and again and again and <laughs> again so because important. it is. You're absolutely important. And you know what? I did not know how important community was until I met. Carlos and Catherine. Our most favorite people in the universe. Yes. They taught me me what community was all about. And it's about surrounding yourself with like-minded people who want to grow their marriage together and in the right way. Right? So we, we talked about, you know, connecting spiritually. And if you want to grow your marriage, if you want to get powered up in your marriage, if you want to breathe life into your marriage, you need to find people around you, married couples around you that want to do that same thing, that want to get into the word, that want to um, surround themselves with other iron sharpening iron is, is, is another phrase that yes. we use all the time. And yes. it's so true because if you isolate yourself or you isolate yourself with your spouse, and you think you can do it alone, it's not going to happen for you. You've got to extend yourself. You've got to put yourself into maybe a somewhat uncomfortable situation. I can, t- I can speak for myself. I was not comfortable going into a community group meeting. I know. I remember that. I was not, co- I was not comfortable at all. And... Uh, you know, I told Sonia that, but I did it. And I know she prayed. Yes. I told Carlos. <laughs> I know she, she did tell me. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch out she for was, him. She was, uh, she, you know, and, um, you know, maybe the first couple meetings I was, you know, I was, I was a bit standoffish. And, 
And it's, it's not that I was skeptical about what was being talked about or, or anything like that. I just was not, it was out, it was outside of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Right. And here I am on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And we've been doing life together now for, you know, eight, nine years or however many it it, it is. We still have, you know, a, a great community of married couples and families that, that we do life together with. And here to tell you that if, if you're listening to this, I would just encourage you to get out of your comfort zone and find other married couples to start building your community because it will, without a doubt, strengthen and breathe life mm-hmm. into your marriage. Yeah, you can just do life together. And you sometimes don't have to have this uh, agenda, mm. but just get to to know yep. people. Just get to know other couples. And then that can just develop into just a deeper relationship to where you may feel like you can talk about some of those sensitive issues that maybe you're struggling with. Yep. And you you've been on this island by yourself and you felt like we're the only ones going through whatever that is. But if you just open yourself up to just invite two or three couples, maybe in a space and just begin to do, um, just have time together. That's most important. Or just one couple, right? One couple. Right. I mean, what's the, you know, two or more, right? Where they're gathered. Where they're they're gathered. gathered. Yes. Absolutely. And and, in that, you know, God's going to be in that. Yes. And and certainly, certainly has been. So, um, and and if you are at all curious um, or want to hear more about our thoughts on community, we go a lot more in depth on a past podcast. I feel like we keep on going back to the past (laughs) podcast, but uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of new listeners may not have gone back to other ones. So if you want to hear more about community, and maybe how you can get plugged in, uh, you know, more specifically to community. There is a podcast uh, that is basically under the, it was the third of the non-negotiables series mm-hmm. that we did. It was called Community Rocks. Oh, correct. Yes. So if you go back uh, on Power Couples Rock, uh, and of course, everyone that's listening is already subscribing, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. If you're yes. this they're far, subscribing, you they're liking, you're yes. pause right now. They're doing reviews. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're, that's good, Carlos. They're you're doing reviews. Yes, we need your reviews. <laughs> <laughs> they're becoming part of our community. That's they are. Whoa. Part of whoa. our community. They are part of our wow. community. So High five. Bringing in a full circle. Yeah, I love we'll it. talk about that because it is so important and so relevant. At all stages of our marriages, mm-hmm. you know, we're in um, getting close to our emptiness stage, yep. but we didn't forsake community even when we had children, you know, so mm-hmm. community has always been a part of, you know, our relationship, our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so, and it will continue even when I'm in my, in my little rocking chair on my porch. I'll be rocking beside you. you. Power's got a rock. Power up. We're rocking. <laughs> oh, man. When we're old like that, it. are we going to say power up? Uh, yes. We're not going to feel like powering up. We're going to we power keep up our broken it up. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so we talked about covenant. Yeah. Yes. We talked about connection. Yes. Yeah. I just blathered about community. I love it. Mm. And so we got two more. Two more. Yes. Catherine, what's the Oh, I want to talk about consistency. 
Okay. Oh my goodness. That's going to hit me right in the chest. <laughs> I need your word, Catherine. Give us a word. Give us a word, babe. I don't know if I have a great word, but word, I'm going to give you what I have in my heart about <laughs> consistency. Well, I know that is something that, let me off the bat say, that's something that uh, Carlos and I had struggled with for a, a little bit because of the, I would say, the busyness we had in our life. Yeah. Uh, on certain things like you know having the kids going here and there him working I'm working and it was just like you know just moving a moving target but what made us consistent uh, is when we sat down and put um, put some parameters around uh, our goals and things that we wanted to accomplish in life and so we created an hour of power and that made us consistent. And we were intentional about our hour of power. So I know learning over, if you do something continuously, continuously over and over and over again, it becomes a part of your DNA. It's yep. who you are, mm-hmm. especially if something is breathing life into your relationship. Yes. And, 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 and finding that, that thing or that, that, that action that really takes your relationship to another level of the thing that you struggle with. When we, and we spoke it out, we said, you know, we got to be consistent in some things. We said, we're going to do this. Mm. Then we, we don't, we don't do it. I, I shouldn't say we don't do it, but we may not do it as often as we would like. And I'll tell you, once we put it down to pen to paper and we said, this is what we were going to do. And we did it over a period of time. As far as our, our power, mm-hmm. it has just become a part of who we are and what we do. And so we share that with other couples and say, you know, you've with today's time and how we have all of these um, social media images and um, work and uh, job and just career, everything that's coming at us. We have to be able to have some structured times Mm -hmm. to get something Mm -hmm. consistent in our lives. Yeah. And I can just um, just say. I remember my grandmother's recipe of um, she would make barbecue. This was back in the day when I would eat some barbecue meat, but I don't <laughs> eat meat now. I'll have some. She <laughs> and, and I remember I would uh, when I got married, I called my mom, my grandmother, and said, "So how did you make that barbecue sauce?" And you know, grandmothers have their own way of doing this. Where mm-hmm. you put a tinch of this and a, a pinch, pinch of that, that. This, but, <laughs> a dab of that. Yes. They, 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 you didn't know exactly what it was. Yeah. But I find myself if I had a specific ingredient or recipe to go by, yes. I knew I was gonna make that that item exactly. or that food item the same <laughs> every time. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't do my grandmother's because it was just a pinch of this and a tinch of that <laughs> and a and a taste it on your finger and. <laughs> And there it is. <laughs> and so, but I learned through those experiences mm-hmm. uh, over time how important consistency is in your life. So can I give an example then? Because what you just talked about that, it's like whenever we go into Chick-fil-A, right? We expect the same level of service and quality of food every single time. What about Popeye's? <laughs> Do you expect, okay, do you we'll go to Popeyes. Uh, you know, okay. I'm gonna stick with Chick Fil A right now. Yeah. No shade to Chick Fil A. No, no shade, shade to Popeyes. Popeyes. <laughs> but with Chick Fil A, it's extremely consistent. When you walk in, you're gonna get the same greeting. Yep. The same level of service. Mm-hmm. And when you order your food, when you bite down on for those people that eat chicken, when you bite down in that chicken sandwich, you expect the same level of consistency. Mm-hmm. But for me, the fr- the waffle fries, right? <laughs> 
I was going to say, what are you ordering at Chick-fil-A? Waffle fries. Waffle, waffle fries, fries and waffle a fries. salad with no cheese. And a salad with no cheese. Uh, a milkshake. The same level of consistency over Boring. and over again. Right? They have those same two tomatoes in that <laughs> salad. But anyway. But it's still good. It's amazing. And so so over, over the years, you've come to expect that, that level of service and that yeah. level of quality of food. And it's the same thing. My second one, last one, is with a professional athlete. Right. So we're big tennis buffs. So when we get to the top of the game with like a Roger Federer or a Serena Williams, and you know that they have worked that consistency over and over, the thing. same thing yeah. over and over and over. And they build that muscle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that DNA, mm-hmm. that essence, that it just becomes a part of what they do. Mm-hmm. And I just think for marriages, we need to be on the yes. Roger Federer, the Serena Williams level in yeah. everything that we do. That's what we should be striving for right. as one unit. Mm-hmm. So I love your consistency. See, baby, I told you, you're going to bring a word in out of me. <laughs> I love this. Okay, okay, and I have to say to all of you um, listeners out there that this is the reason why you should have a good community of married couples mm-hmm. because you can learn so much. From those couples, just like Chris and I are learning from Carlos and Catherine. So this is just a perfect example of why that's important. Iron sharpening iron. Absolutely. One more thing on consistency that I just want to add to what, what Catherine brought to that was, I think a real important element to consistency is accountability. Because I know that... Sonia and I have aspirations at different times, right? I really wish that we would do certain things, and Sonia wishes that we would be doing certain things. And we need to be accountable to each other. Like, you know, we talked about doing this hour of power, or we talked about doing this. Let's, you know, let's, 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 let's be accountable mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, work, let, let's, let's work here. Let's remind each other. Let's not th- let things slip. Yes. Right. We have, yes. to, we have to be accountable. And if you're connected with a community and you're sharing things like that, yes. that community will keep you accountable as well. Yes. And exactly. it's only for the betterment of your marriage, which is most important. Yes. Right? I, I agree. It. We just recently had a conversation, Carlos and I, because you know, our schedules are very full and um, there were, there are some things that we're looking to do and I want to be able to support him more in some of uh, because there's so many people that want maybe to meet with mm-hmm. us or to have uh, dialogue. And I said, well, I want to be able to support you more with our community group, with our church group, with, uh, and I said, so why don't we just set a specific date and time so that we can just meet about those, those two items. We're not going to have a whole slew of things. We're going to talk about those two items because I want to make sure, because what we was finding happening in our dialogue is that we would, uh, uh, in just an instant, it'll be like two days before. Okay, what are we gonna talk about? What are we gonna do for? What are we gonna do? And I was just like, I, I, do, I don't like last minute Mm-mm. things. I said, I'm the same way because we're we're pouring into people, and we really need to take the time. And yes. I don't want to put it all on him. And I know that we, with the, as you said, the scripture, you know, two are better than one. Mm. And I said, I want to make sure that we're supporting one another. And so, um, so we've agreed to just sit down on one particular day, and for that hour, we're not gonna take calls. We're going to focus on that because I believe we'll be able to pour more into our community and then pour into us if we give it the time. So just for everybody out there, (laughs) she sent me a meeting invite. (laughs) 
Sometimes you it. need to do that. Yeah. Oh, I like Meeting right. invite. We're meeting every Wednesday night at this time. That's what Chris to talk would about do. these two things. That's exactly what But I it's accountability, accountability, right? That's right. That's I love right. it. So, hey, if you got to put it on the calendar and do a meeting invite, make it happen. Make it it's happen. Make it I love happen. it. Make it happen. Okay. So we talked about covenant. Yes. We talked about connection. We talked about community. Mm-hmm. We just talked about consistency. Mm-hmm. We got one more. This is, this is five truths to breathe life into your marriage. So we got one more. Can I take that? Nope. Can I do Go the ahead. last one? Nope. <laughs> nope. No, I want it. I want it. No, me, me, me. No, we all can talk about it. <laughs> no, you go ahead, Carlos. We can. So the last one that we want to breathe life into marriages is called constraint. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about constraint, you're like, well, what do you mean by constraint? Well, we equate that to discipline. And so I go to the scripture that in Second uh, Timothy 1 and 7, it says that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of love, power. And it says a sound mind, but you can also substitute that sound mind for self-discipline. Mm-hmm. And so are we disciplined enough to just make sure that we, when we say we're going to do something, as a couple, are we doing that? Mm-hmm. And it actually marries extremely well with consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Are we very disciplined to say we're going to take care of our, the six core areas that we talk about, yes, right? Is yes. faith, mm-hmm. family, finance, fitness, future, and fun. Are we disciplined enough in those areas to take our marriage to the next level, mm-hmm. to understand what that looks like? Because sometimes I don't want to go work out. I'm just going to be honest. Oh, I don't yeah. want to do it. But I want to, I want to be well for my wife. Mm-hmm. I want to feel well for my wife. So I have to work out for myself just to make sure that I'm disciplined enough because it makes a difference. Yeah. I don't want to be on pills and all of that for my health. Mm-hmm. And that's just one example. And the same thing in yeah. my finances, right? I want to be disciplined enough mm-hmm. so that we can live well. Mm-hmm. And not only just for us, but then we can create a surplus to be able to pour back into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? But we've got to be very disciplined and consistency. And I see a lot of people, they don't have both of those truths yep. to really maximize what God has for them in their relationship. Mm-hmm. I look at it, this constraint thing as what can I pull back on that's mm-hmm. less of a priority than Sonia? Ooh. That's so, too. and if if I can if if I can clear the clouds a little bit by not and I'm I'm here to tell you I'm not great at it I'm working at it. We all are working at it, right? And you know if if I'm going to be focused on getting our marriage where I want it to be, I'm going to have to pull doing these things that I love to do that are for myself so that I can focus more and be more disciplined on doing some of these other things. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at constraint. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me pull back how I'm making an effort to get that next level at my job because, you know, if I can only put in another four hours here and, 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 da, 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 and then all of a sudden, a week later, you realize that you've got some stuff you have undone mm-hmm. in your marriage. Right. Because four hours times five is that's 20 hours. Right. Extra, additional right. hours. So, so keep that, keep that priority, you keep that prioritization, uh, you know, in, in a certain situation. So that constraint is for me is, is certainly about discipline, but discipline in 
what am I pulling off of this plate to yes. make sure that Sonia is is getting everything that that she deserves and yes. serving her properly? Correct. Mm, I like really. You do. Uh huh. It's just making me think about. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking about um, what I could do. Is there anything when you said it in that way made me think about all of what we have on our plate? Is mm-hmm. there something that I can pull back. I, I, I know for me, um, um, fitness and being centered is very important yes. to me because when I don't um, feel like I've gotten my fitness in, it mm-hmm. just affects so I'm many other way. areas. Yep. And so uh, making sure that I make that a priority helps, helps me. But I also have um, prayed for Carlos to get uh, find a place where he could do fitness mm-hmm. because we were trying to do it together and our schedules was just not, it was actually becoming just really uh, tension because I'm just like, I'm trying to get up. And, mm-hmm. and so I said, we want to be disciplined in this area. And the way to do that is, um, you know, maybe you find something that you can do. And mm-hmm. it's just so happened that he was able to find a Well, you found it for I me. I did. You uh, found it a group of men mm-hmm. that he could work out with, which I was so excited. So he's yeah. so excited. And now we can go to bed early because he knows he has to get up early. <laughs> <laughs> and it's free. Usually. Uh, usually. So financially <laughs> it works. I'm like, You've I got to go to bed. The there. So he's, yeah. been, he's been disciplined yeah. and constrained about Good. staying up to 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning. So you guys worked that. together he on could. that. Yes, we did. We absolutely worked together on that. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it, a lot of that is, you know, I'm talking about constraint and pulling off things mm-hmm. so that I can devote. Well, maybe there's some of those things that are on my plate that I can I can work with Sonia on. Yes, right. And I'm not thinking like that. And I, I always try, you know, like, hey, Sonia, I'm going for a run. You want to go with me? Oh <laughs> uh, no, it's not walk. in my time I'm frame. <laughs> I am not disciplined uh, in workout at all. Uh, so what you said really spoke to me, Carlos, about you need to be fit for your spouse. Like I just look at it. I don't really feel like it. Oh, it's too hot. Oh no, Honey, if it's are, cooler you are outside. Fit, you are fit and most beautiful to me. Oh, oh thank you, but that is not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> are you calling me a liar? No, <laughs> I'm calling myself not fit. Yeah. Um, but there's just so much to learn from that. Um, I've never really looked at it from that perspective because I'm so bad with self discipline to get things done. Just in that um, area, right? Just in that area. Yeah. And I well, think she's that comes very with- disciplined in other areas. Where, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. That's that's a whole series. <laughs> okay, so let's just recap this yes. as we're as we're wrapping up. Um, these are five truths to breathe life into your marriage. We hope you've been encouraged and inspired by this thing. Um, we certainly have. You know, every time we sit down and do this this thing, we all learn ourselves, and we're hoping that you guys feel that and that you yourselves are inspired uh, by that. We certainly want to hear. From you, social media, you guys know Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all that great stuff. Uh, we certainly would love to to get that feedback and 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 uh, you know right now are are loving what you guys are are, are bringing to us now. But let's just recap these mm-hmm. five truths to breathe life into your marriage. We got covenant, connection, community, consistency, and constraint. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, they all start with C. Yeah. Oh. I bet you someone figured that? that out when they were listening to us. We've got smart listeners. Yes, We've got yes, a smart we community. Yes, we do. And if you're really smart, you'll subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> Wait How about go. that for a segue? Yes. Can I just, can I say this before you put, I just no, want to make sure that no, they get, I can't say it again. Just, just, talk. just do it. Yes. I just want to make sure that we sh- I want to end too with the scripture that we started with. Yes, please. Proverbs three, three through four, let love and faithfulness, all these things that we've been talking about tonight, never leave you, bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. I love that scripture. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right, everybody. Um, I guess without further ado, let's get powered up. Thanks for listening to the Power Couples Rock podcast. We hope that you've been encouraged, inspired, and supported. Please listen and subscribe to our other Power Pods as we are confident that they will strengthen your marriage. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. It's there where we can extend these discussions together, take these conversations and your marriage to the next level. Enjoy your day and power up.